everybody. Welcome to Drawn Out, a Disney podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brooke. I'm your other co-host, Chase. Uh, today, we've got the giggles. Today we have the giggles, because um, Chase can't remember the name of Chase's own podcast. Well, to be fair, Chase has multiple podcasts. I have two podcasts. <laughs> so we're here, and we just finished watching Whoopi Party. Uh, which came out in 1932. Mm-hmm. So it's in that lovely black and white. Yes, and when we turned it on, at first it, there was like a bit from Steamboat Willie and then like somebody's voice talking. It's like some of the dramatics of cartoons have always been exaggerated, including racial things. And we're like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we're like, did we miss that this one was going to be like heavily racist? And. Minorly racist. <laughs> it was a little bit, but we chose this one because it's the first appearance of Dippy Dog, who be- later we now know is Goofy. Right, so if you haven't seen uh, Whoopi Party, uh, you can go ahead and watch it with a nice little introduction on some of the uh, history of blackface and animation. It's a little, little history of blackface. And they do include the gag that is shown in Whoopi Party, yeah, so- which it's... Very short. Whoopi Party has one example of blackface, and it is a very short gag. And it's not even a particularly funny gag. It's not. Blackface isn't funny, A. B, it's just not funny. Like, mm-hmm. But um, if you want to find it, you could also probably find it edited with that one gag removed, mm-hmm. um, as it was shown on House of Mouse, mm-hmm. um, which was definitely in a post- Civil rights movement era. So yep. uh, they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, we should probably cut the blackface out of this. Um, so if you haven't seen Whoopi Party and you want to know what we're going to talk about for the next 15, 10, 15 minutes here, mm-hmm. you can go watch it on YouTube. Uh, nice and free and legal, as far as I know. Um, so we're going to get into it. What did you think? That looked like a fun party. <laughs> it did look like a fun party. Um, Not the kind of party I would go to, but still fun. <laughs> the kind of party I would go to. <laughs> Um, so Mickey is at a party. Mickey did not dance with Minnie, because Minnie was on the piano, piano the whole time. Did you time. notice that her shoes were hanging off her feet? I did not. It, it was like, it was like this. Like her, it was like her, just like halfway out, just like her heels. Hmm. It was cute, because, you know, if you're wearing the wrong shoes, and you're not tall enough to reach the pedals on the piano, then I have been able to relate. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one much better than the last week's, for sure. Yeah. Um, it was just a fun party. It was just a fun party. It was, like, it was a silly symphony. Mm-hmm. Like, the music was part of the actions on the mm-hmm. screen, and everything was interconnected, and the foley was the music. And it was so refreshing. Yeah. I mean, and there's not really a story here. It's just a great party no. with, filled with fun gags. And then the party is so lit that the cops show up and join in on the fun. Oh, Mickey and Minnie did dance together at the end. They're wearing the little constable hats mm-hmm. and they're dancing on the table. Yeah, so here are some of my favorite gags. Okay. Where Mickey, Mickey, Goofy, and uh, Clarabelle Cow are in the kitchen, like, kind of getting food together and stuff. And Mickey is slicing a ham by, like, kind of playing a violin, with mm-hmm. playing a violin motion. Like, the ham is the violin and the, bu- and the knife is the bow. And it was in time with the music. It was really mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, had you seen that cake gif before where Mickey takes, like, the... Something off the stove and, like, uses it to slice a cake and then it, like, pops onto the plates? I had not seen it as a gif before. Okay. I have... 
because I have it. I was like, oh, it's the oh. cake one. Minnie's shoes falling off. Um, then Minnie, Minnie's piano bench, like as she's playing up and down the piano, like the pian- she wasn't like moving across. The piano bench was like walking her yeah. back and forth. Oh, and then when it's like she's playing the chords that are like up and down, mm-hmm. her hands aren't moving. The piano is like mm-hmm. dancing to the music and moving mm-hmm. to the like high notes and low notes. I it's thought great. that was fun. Mm-hmm. The whole kitchen scene with like the cake and the ham was great. And you could just imagine like as someone who has worked in food service when you're doing something that's so repetitive and you're like, there's got to be a more efficient way to do mm-hmm. this. That whole scene was like, these are the dream efficient ways of a server. Yep. Like slicing the bread by, <laughs> yep. you know, what if I just like tape four knives to this piece of I guess there to be, it's like an oven lid, and then you just mm-hmm. pull it down and slice yep. the bread. That's so much better than, like, each individual slice. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole scene was very much yep. like, ah, uh, hardcore relate. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, or as the kids say these days, big mood. Big mood. <laughs> okay, so we've already um, criticized the blackface matches and said those were bad. Yes. And you shouldn't do that. Um, what did you think of the... Pig. Um. Yeah, that was. Uh. So Mickey at first is not dancing with Minnie. He is dancing with a pig who is so large that her chair is still on her when, while they're standing and dancing, and that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, she stands up and the chair is like still touched her butt. I was surprised that that's the only gag mm-hmm. of the pigs being fat. There's mm-hmm. other fat pigs dancing. Mm-hmm. And like when I say fat, like they are obscenely mm-hmm. large. Yes. <laughs> it's about like five Mickeys big. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. But like there's never the joke of like the fat pig pressuring Mickey into dancing. No, like, or Mickey, like, Mickey is, like, she's, like, shocked when Mickey goes up to her. Yeah. Mickey's great. He, Mickey is, actually, Mickey's kind of bare minimum. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, like, he's having a good time. She's having a good time. It was, like, a brief gag, and you're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the match is like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah no, the, well, and the other thing is that the matches are repeated at Al Jocelyn Cast trays, which was, yoikes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 1932. 1932. Not that, you know, we've gotten better in some ways. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh... We've gotten better the way that, like, medicine's improved. Like, yeah, you can still die from things, but, like, you don't have to die of other things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably a really bad analogy. (laughs) But, uh, it's still bad, but it's not that bad. It's not as bad. Yeah, it's not... We are not... Believe it or not, (laughs) media is not as bad now as it was... Uh, but it doesn't make 85 it years ago? Is that the matter on that? No. 85 sounds right. Mm-hmm. 1932, 2018. Yeah. God, has it been 85 years and we haven't gotten that much better? Humans are dumb. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, um, anything else? I'm, I thought it was funny the police joined the party. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was a nice twist. Um, that's it. That's all my notes. Yep, mine too. Um... So now I think... Oh, wait, one question. I thought of this when we sat down to start the thing. Yes. Did we talk about last week dialogue in the shorts? Like, recorded audio? I can delete this if we did. 
But I don't think so. Because I like as we sat down, I remembered that when we watched the flying mouse, mm-hmm. she had dialogue, the fairy. Yeah. She said words. And that was the first time we had seen like recorded words with a short. And so when we watched this one, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no words in this one. It's just music, which I thought was interesting. Well, there we was a little bit. Well, it was just everybody shopping. Whoopee! Yeah. Which, which is- and that's, um, I guess that's about the same as Steamboat Willie, right? Because um, we had yelling from yeah. Pete. Um, but, like, to have, like, recorded lines. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that yet. Um, or we, like, that was the first yeah. time was when we watched the short before Pinocchio. The I just thought that was really interesting that, um... I don't. And I wonder when the first short was that like came with dialogue. I'm curious to find out. I can look into that. But that might be another short that we do coming up. Yeah. So uh, right now we're gonna watch Fantasia. Yes. We're gonna watch Fantasia. When was the last time you watched Fantasia? Um, probably a couple years ago. Um, I like falling asleep to Fantasia. It is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. What about you? It was last year because a friend and I are planning, um, she has never been to Disneyland. Um, to be fair, she's not American. (laughs) Um, but one of these days we're going to go to Dapper Day together and we're basing, I had a really great idea for like a a group Disney bound to do for Dapper Day and she hadn't seen Fantasia, so we had to watch Fantasia. And yes, honestly, like I like doing all kinds of bounds, but it's the Fantasia ones that hold my heart because deep down I can be kind of a hipster and I I just get so happy when people will recognize it. Yeah, see, I like doing those rare ones too. Mm -hmm. I did Clone Wars and I was like, I'm going to hang out in Tomorrowland and the cast members will know who I am and no one said anything and I was really sad about that. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I knew who I was and Chewie gave me a big hug so maybe well, Chewie knew who I was. Well, and I know who you were, and I haven't even seen Clone Wars. That's how much I know you like this character. <laughs> it's Ahsoka Tano, which, like, oh my god, can so I'm gonna geek out for a hot second. Okay. They announced that they're gonna revamp. They're bringing the show back. They're bringing the show back! They announced the 10-year line. Or the, they're like, 10-year anniversary, we're doing this clothing line. Because, you know, the mm-hmm. voice of Ahsoka is the Her Universe founder. <laughs> yeah. So... They're like, clothing line, also, new show. And I was like, what? But Ahsoka Tano's not on the poster. So I'm like, uh, excuse me? (laughs) Where is my wife? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we're going to watch Fantasia. Um, Actually, you know what? I was going to ask you which one of the shorts is your favorite. But I think I already know the answer. And I'll wait till we uh, watch it. We will see you guys in two hours. Hours. Two hours. That's a long one. It's so a long buckle one. Buckle in. If you don't want to rewatch it, I uh, just what's wrong it. with you? Well, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I Sorry. mean, it's two hours. <laughs> it's it is two hours. hours, but it's very, it's very. You can watch it in pieces because of the nature of what true. it is. This is also true. You can mm-hmm. just do like short little snippets mm-hmm. of it. All right. Um, and if you don't want to watch it at all, you just want to listen to us talk about it. Enjoy this musical interlude composed personally just for you. If you downloaded this audio, you have your own unique. Digital recording, and I'm gonna break my character because Brooke is giving me a look. I'm
right. Welcome back. Welcome back. It has been two hours. So long, and it's so, so late. <laughs> it is, uh, we are recording this at a very late hour. Very late. It's my fault. I had to work. Um, <laughs> also, I took way more notes for this than I have for anything else we've watched. And I think I've taken less. So, uh, maybe my notes are just less organized. <laughs> but I have um, one, two, three, four, five pages. <laughs> Yeah, I've got like three and a half. Uh, and we're using different size notebooks, so that's still, that's pretty comparable. That's fair. That's fair. I write large when I don't have lines. Um, but anyway, so we just watched Fantasia. Hopefully you did too, or you remember it well enough to remember how it goes. Mm -hmm. I think the easiest way to manage this is to go scene by scene. Mm -hmm. Um... So we have our introduction by Deems Taylor. Is Deems a real name? Probably. I, I mean, know. I guess so. It's because yeah. somebody has it's, it. It's his that's, name. Sorry. That's, <laughs> I, need to be, I need to be nicer about, like, not judging people's names. <laughs> I think you do, you do ancestry things. You're allowed to judge names. It's half your job. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it is. But yeah. so he does the introduction and brings out um, Leopold Statowski. Even before that, you have the footage of all of or the silhouettes of all of the musicians setting up their instruments, yeah. and it really was the feel of like waiting for a concert to start when you're like in your seats and the ushers mm -hmm. are still letting people yeah. in. It was really interesting to see them recreate that feeling. Yeah, and like it's very obvious from their mm -hmm. first set. Yeah. Piece? Yeah. We call uh, it. Uh, it was, <laughs> first yeah, piece. It was the first piece. Yeah. The set is the whole thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, Lee Pultsitowski directing the Philadelphia Orchestra. And maybe it's a good thing that we didn't have um, Noah watching with us because he'd be judging their their performance so bad because, you know, <laughs> instruments were different then and there were different standards for how to play. And to be fair, brass instruments sound way better now. <laughs> yeah, also, should know, we watched this on VHS, um, oh my gosh. which I tweeted about, but I tweeted about it when we recorded it, so who knows uh, what time has who lapsed since knows? this release and the recording. Um, but, yeah, the visuals were interesting. We had the definite, like, grainy lines mm -hmm. and the bars, and the sound was certainly not It was only coming out on to. one side. Yeah, it was... Yeah, like, we used to live our lives watching television that way. Well, and we're going to be watching probably a lot of our movies this way because of the vault system. Yeah, and so the only thing we could do was dig through my attic to dig out my VHS tapes mm -hmm. And then hook up your VCR. <laughs> yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> Teamwork. All right. So let's get into the first right. um, piece. Toccata and Fugue in D minor by Bach. Mm -hmm. And this was our abstract piece. And it starts out, you get cool silhouettes of the orchestra. And I like how they did like the colored lights on the horns. And yeah. So what I thought was most interesting was the brightness of the light correlated to the volume of the sound. <laughs> which was very cool to do that sort of visual representation mm -hmm. of sound. Um, as, like, someone who spent a lot of time in their childhood making music videos, dumb, silly ones, mm -hmm. sometimes filming them myself, sometimes taking other animated things. Mm -hmm. But, like, I spent a lot of time, like, how does music create a visual? Mm -hmm. So I think this film really resonated with me. 
Also, like, all of my favorite things are in this film, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything yeah. I loved as a child mm-hmm. is in this movie. Well, and I've got um, three out of four brothers who are musicians and a dad who's a music teacher. So, like, I have used, fant- like, the Fantasia model to get through lots of... I've got, I've got mad ADD. It is real hard to sit still through a thing. But if I can sit there with my notebook and, like try and come up with the Fantasia story would be, that has helped me so much. And I, I always tell myself, oh, I'm actually going to write short stories based on these, but I have yet to do even one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it's just like Fantasia offers a really great way to enjoy music. Um, I texted my aunt before we started. She's talked to me a little bit about how she has synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's with music, mostly it's with numbers for mm-hmm. her, where she associates color and sound and mm-hmm. shapes with numbers um, and certain notes. And so it was kind of interesting to look at it from like that perspective mm-hmm. of like music is an auditory thing but you can experience mm-hmm. it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like lighting, something as simple as lighting the um, players as mm-hmm. they play. Yeah. And eventually that dissolves into animated abstractions, which mm-hmm. uh, the first ones, and through a lot of it, you get like animated, like violin and viola bows mo- moving mm-hmm. up and down with the motions that the players would have been taking at the, you know, it was timed right. Yeah, it. and the shadows of the strings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely like turned into an abstraction of the instruments, which I thought was interesting. I wanted it to, um, they do, like, the silhouettes of the musicians, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they, like, layer the silhouettes. Mm -hmm. It's the same musicians. It's not, like, there's three layers deep of, um, crowd. I was watching footage. It looked like that they were on risers that were slightly different than normal concert risers. Yes, but they're not. Um, if you're watching the footage, Mm -hmm. I was intentionally like, are they the same people? They're the same people. Mm -hmm. Um, the movements are identical. Yeah. In perfect sync. And so I was wondering if it was layered footage or if it was lit to create multiple mm-hmm. shadows, which I thought was interesting. I'm guessing it's layered footage. But still, yeah. it's a really fantastic visual effect. Yeah. And, and this, this is chock full of fun visual effects that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> and there's one there's one visual in particular, like, you've got the hill, and you've got, like, kind of like the, as strings play, you have, like, kind of lights dancing over it, and then as the lower lower winds play, you get the full shadow going over the hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, we talked about the string Pinocchio. That was one of the things, like, during my child, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that's something from my childhood that has stuck with me for some reason. Yeah, the stripes over the hills with the mm-hmm. low note was, like, yeah. I remember this so vividly. And there's another one near the end. I call it, I called it the walking coffin. Yeah, and I wrote like, down a headstone. It's definitely that, like, death feeling. Yeah. Well, it comes right after um, a bunch of heaven imagery, mm-hmm. um, which I think is interesting, and I want to talk about more towards the end. Obviously, there's a lot of heaven imagery at the yeah. end. Um, but in this piece, it's almost like, it's like, I don't know, the light sprays, I just mm-hmm. loved so much. And the detailed sparkles. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fantastic visual abstractions. Um, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, and then it fades into the conductor, who's not just conducting the music, he's conducting the visuals, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think I think that's everything right, I mentioned yeah. for that one. The next piece is the Nutcracker spe- Suite by Tchaikovsky, and oh my goodness, I love this one. I do too. It's I love like I, I love Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. And we'll obviously talk more about this in Sleeping Beauty, but mm-hmm. I love Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Um, maybe because I sympathize with him for hating, like, everything he ever created. (laughs) 
like real feeling. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, I love his music and I love the Nutcracker I'm Suite. A, I'm a slut for any like 20th century, 19th to 20th century Russian composer. Mm, so you know, fair. Love Tchaikovsky. Very fair. <laughs> So, The Nutcracker itself is a series of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, which one's your favorite? Um, I've always really, really liked the Russian dance with the flowers, mm. and I also really love the, the dew fairies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dew fairies the, are gorgeous. Yeah, the, the sugar plum fairy. On those. Mm-hmm. The one fairy who's like, she like leans out of her flower and just like, uh, tap. There's some dew on this spider web. Oh, mm-hmm. big mood. Big mm-hmm. mood. <laughs> and, and, um, so you get the the fairies playing do for the Chinese dance. You get Chinese looking mushrooms. The mushroom hats do look like dolies. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah, but they didn't need to add the, the ponytails or, or the, the eyes. Are well, okay. So the eyes, yes, they probably shouldn't have added the eyes. But you, mushrooms have those stripes. Yeah, I know. But, I know. <laughs> yeah, like we're not. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is. We understand where you were coming from, but maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> it also was like. I, they had Cy Young as one of the animators mm-hmm. on this one, and I'm like, what did he well, think about that? I mean, yeah. Well, again. and here's the thing about like representation, like Claire, like mm-hmm. uh, qualification. Mm-hmm. We are two white girls. Yes, we are. Um, with varying backgrounds, but for the most part, we are white. Mm-hmm. Um, passing in culturally, but um, mm-hmm. it must like the point of representation is to have multiple expressions mm-hmm. to avoid stereotypes. Yeah. So like there is some truth to having mushrooms have the shape of a china hat. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, that's probably a rock. Dolly. Cr- Thank you. <laughs> Here's my whiteness. Um, and, like, using the shape of, like, the underside of the mushroom has those slants. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we can create a visual mm-hmm. from a mushroom. But if that's your only representation, and, that's not good. And the bowing dances. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it just wasn't. And then for the, um, then I don't remember which next one you had the ballerina flowers on the water. Um, are you skipping the fish? I'm skipping. No, the fish is next. Oh, the fish is next, right? The, oh, there's the, the flowers on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always liked that, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. And like, and as I've gotten older, I realized, oh, that's actually a really good, like, subtle, like. It's actually not super subtle, but it's like, hey, you get ballerinas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked the way they designed the flowers mm-hmm. in motion. There's so much. I wrote several mm-hmm. times, like, the movement and articulation of this mm-hmm. thing is impressive. Which is really interesting coming out of, like, we've, we've got the Wibblies, right? The stretchy characters. Mm-hmm. And then going into Snow White, where we're being very careful with our articulation and Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And now this is, like... You have the freedom to do the wibblies, mm-hmm. but you didn't. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah, it's like Fantasia is sort of a collection of silly symphonies, but they're serious symphonies. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, After the Flowers is the sexy fish. For the Arabian dance. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to be that fish when I was little. She was just, like, gorgeous and alluring yeah, and flowing. unattainable. <laughs> and I just wanted to be her so bad. <laughs> Yep, and then you get the Russian, fl- and then you get the Russian, Russian flowers, flowers for the Russian dance. Mm-hmm. And then the ice, like the fall and winter fairies. Oh, I loved the ice so much. And I, the creation of frost. Yeah, the and the snowflakes at the end. It's like I can't believe those are hand drawn. Yeah, those snowflakes are so mm-hmm. detailed and. Um, 
their shape is so rigid. Mm -hmm. And then the flashing is so quick and sudden. It's very, very, very Mm -hmm. well done. So good. And that's the Nutcracker. Oh, man, I love that one so much. I like that one a lot. And that one's... I don't think that I'm like... I think that one's stuck with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, a lot of people remember the Nutcracker Suite Mm -hmm. because they watched Fantasia as a child. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Now we're on The Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Apprentice by Dukas. It's not like they took a piece of music with the same with the, with the name and they put a story to it. It's the the music is based on a poem. It's meant to go with this story. And Dukas hated it so much that he nearly burned his only manuscript. <laughs> so this is then the first narrative piece that actually has a narrative animation, mm-hmm. which is another interesting thing about Nutcracker. Is like that's a narrative piece. S- Kind of. Enough that they could have made a story out of it, and then they chose not, not to, to, which I thought was an interesting choice, and mm-hmm. I, obviously I love it, but um, Sorcerer's Apprentice is our first narrative along with the music. We get yeah. our mischievous Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that this is, like, what we what we now f- would be considered to be the standard Mickey design. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, this is very much, like, this is, is this Mickey's first color appearance? I wonder. We it didn't could really look be. that up. It I'm not sure. Be. But, God, I love, I love this piece. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's such an iconic animated piece. Mm-hmm. Also, I play Kingdom Hearts, and so that piece <laughs> influences a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I also wrote down, like, when did he get his name Yen Sid? That Which might be from the poem. No, because Yen Sid is Disney backwards. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I don't know when that became the sorcerer's name. Yeah, I don't know. So Mickey is his usual mischievous slacking self and steals the sorcerer's hat so he can enchant the broom so he doesn't have to carry water mm-hmm. and do menial labor chores. He'd do poorly in Karate Kid. And chaos ensues as it does when Mickey slacks off his work. Mm-hmm. I love, again, you see light moving mm-hmm. with sound, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. And, like, when he kills the broom, it's desaturated. Yeah. But it's and like, then it surges back in yeah, as the pieces as come the back. music as, does. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's just uh, like, oh, man, can you, like, the color skill that would take yeah, yeah, it's to like, do that. It's emotional color-wise. Like, color-wise, like, those are the emotions I'm feeling for this scene. And sound-wise, this is the color for the sound or lack of sound. It's so cool. And um, the movements just go so well with that goddamn bassoon line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. And I also made a note that says wet socks. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my one of my favorite parts of this is like at the end when um, Mickey shoot out of the room and then he goes runs up to Mr. Sitowski. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sitowski. Mm-hmm. I love like this is the first that we've watched of animation over live cells, mm-hmm. which um, we'll see if we end up doing we might. films that are that. Mm-hmm. but We may or may not. There's a few of them out there, and we'll see as we approach them where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see that animation over a live cell. I, mm-hmm. I think that's so fun. I love footage that's in black and white, but it was hand-painted mm-hmm. to be, like, color-corrected, which is not the appropriate use of the phrase color-corrected. But, like, I love when you take mm-hmm. film and you edit it by hand frame. It's just so cool to me. Mm-hmm. So cool to me. Uh, so next, next is The Rite of Spring. By Stravinsky. And Oh my gosh, like, this is one of my favorite pieces of music, and it, it's a very different arrangement from the standard one you usually hear. The Rite of Spring, in the original ballet, when it opened in 1913, it caused a riot, because it's about early Russian tribes committing human sacrifice to celebrate the beginning of spring. 
It sounds thrilling. <laughs> it is incredible. And if you go on YouTube, you can find, like, there is a there was a production in the 70s or 80s that used the original choreography and, like, close recreations of the original costumes and music. It's, it can be a little bit off-putting, but it is mesmerizing. It's so cool. Like, I, I highly recommend it. Or just listening to Rite of Spring, like, as it like the standard but here it is really cool too because they took like Stravinsky's goal of creating a primitive scene and made it even more primitive. We start with a galaxy and we go down and down we pass a burning sun and then we go down to earth and there are volcanoes. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Well I was gonna volcanoes and yeah. the single cell life. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the jellyfish and then the dinosaurs. The jellyfish are very beautiful. The jellyfish are nice. I was about to be like I don't care about anything before dinosaurs but the jellyfish Well and the are single beautiful. and like the translucent like the, the single yeah. cells dividing like it, it fits really well with the music. Yeah no it definitely does absolutely the cells dancing to the music. And then we get the, um, the dinosaurs. So, the things I loved as a child, dinosaurs, mm -hmm. uh, Greek mythology, um, oh, horses, <laughs> centaurs, <laughs> like, all of the stuff, like, uh, it's all here. Weird color, doing things visually? Yeah, loved that too. <laughs> um, so, I always loved the dinosaurs a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But again, so like I wrote articulation down again for mm -hmm. these dinosaurs. So I was thinking like when you do a film like Lion King, mm -hmm. you bring in lions to the studio mm -hmm. and you watch them and you study them mm -hmm. before you animate them. And you obviously don't have that with dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So I was incredibly impressed with the articulation and movement mm -hmm. of these creatures, and, like the way their heads moved, the way they waddled. It was so detailed and the emotions were so complex. Um, mm -hmm. it was gorgeous and impressive. And you can see them, like, it's a competition for resources in every frame. Mm -hmm. I really liked the part where the fish leapt out of the water and grabbed the pterodactyl that already had a fish in its mouth. Mm -hmm. Same exact shot as Jurassic World, so, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> and then you get the the classic, the Stegosaurus versus mm -hmm. Tyrannosaurus. Mm -hmm. Which you can also fight. find on the railroad. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I love that the, like... The T-Rex is fighting the Stegosaurus, right? All the other dinosaurs were running, but now they're like, oh, wait, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> what do you guys think is going to happen? Maybe the Stegosaurus kills the T-Rex. Maybe. But, like, I know you don't have Netflix, but don't you have better things to do? Like, <laughs> they're just, like, chilling. And then, like, the Stegosaurus loses, and they're like, oh, what a bummer. Maybe next time. And then they, like, leave. Like, What? <laughs> And then we get into the desert, everyone's fighting for water, mm -hmm. except for the folks who are stuck in the tar pit. Mm-hmm. Which, one thing I love about the La Brea tar pits, La Brea is Spanish for the tar. The tar tar pits. <laughs> that's how lots of naming things work. I know. But that's, but that's one that, like, I hadn't heard before mm. until I lived in L.A. and had to go up La Brea every time I wanted to go to Trader Joe's, which was hard coming from downtown. <laughs> mm. So my university is actually on the edge of the La Brea tar pits. Mm -hmm. We have a mammoth on our campus. Nice. Mm -hmm. I uh, did some sifting in my time there, and I licked a mammoth bone. If you've ever done archaeology, mm -hmm. the way you distinguish between like petrified bone shards and rocks that look like petrified bone shards is how they taste. <laughs> so mammoth bone tastes a little more salty than regular rock. It was definitely like, they were like, this is how you do it. And I was like, this is bull. And then I did it. And I was like, oh, no, this is right. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, all the dinosaurs die. 
and then for some reason there's a giant eclipse and an earthquake and a flood all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe it's that's just, the me- maybe that's the meteor. Maybe uh, the eclipse is the meteor. I, maybe I, maybe I it never know. hits Earth. We just pan out into space. Yeah. And the end. The end. It's our intermission. You get the orchestra having some fun, playing some jazz. Yeah. It's it's 1940, though, so it's clarinet-led jazz, which, mm, <laughs> not my favorite, but, you know, it's era-appropriate, and I'm sure there are people out there who like that. Sorry, clarinetists. And, and then our next short is, Oh, we know we need oh, the soundtrack! Yeah, 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 that's what I was gonna say. Oh, well, it's part wave. of the intermission. I guess it's part of the intermission. I think of it as a short. He deserves his own short. Okay. Or, sound waves don't have gender. Yeah. Deems Taylor called, him, called it a little fella, though. Little fella is gender-neutral, declared, <laughs> right here hearing right now. Fella, F-E-L-L-A is gender neutral. True. Fella is a gender neutral term. Lil, lil fella. Lil fella. Yeah. We are all gender neutral in this mafia. <laughs> so I love the sound wave. It's This is one of my favorite pieces as a child. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that for every piece. I love this piece as a child though. <laughs> I thought it was so fun and creative mm-hmm. and a little bit scientific. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. One I liked best out of like all the different like instruments it did was the was the drums. Mm-hmm. Kid at the end. At the very end. Boop, doop, doop, doop. Triangle. And there's a little yeah. triangle in the song. It was, it was very beautiful. Very cool. I always loved the harp. I was fascinated with the harp as mm-hmm. a kid. I don't know if it's because of... Like, because they do the solo close-up on the harp in the beginning mm-hmm. of this, and then there's the beautiful harp piece with the sound wave, and then in the Aristocats, Duchess plays a harp, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful solo, and I think I was just like, the harp will make me attractive. Because I was a little princess when I was little. <laughs> Everybody wants the person who plays the harp. Oh, how times change. <laughs> um, but I do still love the harp a lot, and yeah. Yep. Our next up is Pastoral Symphony by Beethoven. And this one was my favorite as a mm. kid. It's a lot of good stuff in It here. has a lot of the things that I like. This has, like, what Chase today wants to live. Like, Same. Oh my god, I want to live in this animated thing. Mm-hmm. Like... We open with all the centaurs. No, we open with the Pegasus. Yeah, unicorns and satyrs, and then the Pegasus family in their nest! Yeah, they're so cute, and the little baby's trying to fly. And you have black dad, white mom, one black and white baby, and three pastel babies. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, that is. (laughs) Four pastel babies, pink, yellow, blue, and orange. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, and, like, so when you meet all the other adult Pegasi... They all look either black or white. There's a few dark blue ones. Okay. So... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But your mama Pegasus might be sleeping around. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Or maybe, like, babies are born different colors, and then, like, all the females grow up white, Mm -hmm. and all the males grow up dark. Maybe. That's boring, though. I prefer to entertain the possibility that Pegasi are not monogamous. That's true. (laughs) So after the Pegasi, we meet the centaurs, which, like, God, goals. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Every single outfit is goals, except for the bark hat. Yeah, the bark hat's weird. I've never liked it. I've never liked it. I don't understand. I don't understand. You, like, stuck a bouquet on her head and called it a day. What? What? Yeah. Like, at least with the dove hat, like, you did a couple different variations. Yeah, and you eventually were like, oh, no, it's a bassinet. Like, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Great. And, like, we're gonna put the wing up so it's a little artsy. Okay, cool. I'm into it. I don't know. You just, you took a bark, you tied a string around it, and Mm -hmm. you stuck some flowers in it. I'm like, this is your crown now. No, thank you, weird naked baby. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but, like, I would do it, like, you know what? I wouldn't complain. I'm living as a centaur in the woods yeah. where these, like, weird cherub cupid things make me beautiful mm-hmm. so that I can go get a hot centaur date. And then they make every date perfect, too. Every date is amazing. Also, they all match up by color, so I guess that's how you know who your soulmate is. I guess so. But, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Man, I want to mm. be a centaur. Yeah. I want to be a centaur. And, and they were just so great. Yeah. And then they're they're getting a little bit better at drawing men's faces. Yeah, yeah. The men have um, some of them look a little boyish, um, but they're getting there. Mm-hmm. They don't look as soft as mm-hmm. the prince did in Snow mm-hmm. White. And then you have your black zebra servant girls. Yeah, it's time for wine. It's time for wine. Aww. We're making wine. Bacchus comes up with his. Black zebra centaur ladies. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like unfortunate. the Yeah. <laughs> their costumes it, are gorgeous and their design is lovely. Yeah. Um, but it's unfortunate yeah. that that's the representation of black people yep. in this film. Yep. And um, Bax is coming in on a, I called him a unidonkey and dance okay. around. But real talk, like you go from getting beautiful to getting a man. To making wine. Like, where do I sign up? I where know. do I live this life? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so they make wine, and then... Zeus says, time for me! Yeah, Zeus is literally <laughs> like... <laughs> he, like, just peers over his cotton and is like, oh, let me just throw some lightning bolts at these people for fun. Why? Like, was he mad he wasn't he invited wasn't, to the party? He's or? got, like, a wide smile and his eyebrows up. He's like, hey, I'm gonna throw some lightning bolts. Like, why? Zeus is a, a jerk. This is canon Greek mythology. So. That's true. Um, So they all run for cover, um, which makes her some beautiful animation of mm-hmm. the pegasi flying in the wind. And the unicorn, and the, like, the unicorn mommy, like, protect, like, yeah. making a noble face. I'm gonna protect my babies. Janet against the storm with her children underneath. Uh, did you see my favorite? That was the centaur girl. So the centaurs are all, like, leaping behind the bush, right? And mm-hmm. she grabs a stick, and she, like, can't get herself to, like, jump over the bush. Because you know how, like, horses will ball mm-hmm. at, like, a high thing? So she mm-hmm. smacks her own ass with her, like, <laughs> stick to get herself to jump over the hedge. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah, that's a good gag. <laughs> very good gag. Um, and then, oh man, all the wine floods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much wine. Where did all that wine come from? I don't know. There was, like, one giant vat, and then suddenly, like, the whole countryside is flooded with wine. I guess. And then all the other gods come out. Yeah, eventually Zeus is sleepy. So he's like, okay, Hephaestus, let's Vulcan if we're being... Wait, no. No, they're Greek, so it'd be Hephaestus. Mm -hmm. He's like, chilling. Okay, time for sleep. And then out comes Iris. Gorgeous rainbow lady. Gorgeous rainbow lady. The most goals. Most goals. Although I always... Friggin' Artemis, man. Like, she's real goals. Yeah. I've been in love with her for so long. I know. So Iris brings out the rainbow, and everybody was, like, playing in the rainbow, and then Bacchus is like, hey, look, rainbow wide! And it, like, just has a perfect rainbow. Yay! <laughs> so gay. Oh, man. The Greeks were so gay. So. I know. It's wonderful. I love it. They were sexist as all get out, but they were gay. They were. So, mm-hmm. And then Apollo oh. sets the sun with his chariot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nyx brings night mm-hmm. as soon as he does, and then Artemis makes all the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful. And she has a gorgeous stag at her side. I know. I love her so much. I know. I know you do. 
But yeah, no, this one has everything that like was my favorite as, yeah. as a kid. Greco-Roman mythology, horses, pretty girls. I didn't know about that one yet, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard for me to say this one was my favorite as a kid, because I loved dinosaurs so mm -hmm. much before... I guess before I was into princesses, it was dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, like, my six-year-old mm -hmm. six party or seven-year-old party was a unicorn dinosaur party. Wow. Yeah. So... That was me as a child. Yeah. No surprise. No, to I anyone. was always the girliest girl. Plus, I didn't not. I was not able to appreciate Stravinsky as a child. Mm. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had zero musical appreciation, but I loved. I loved stories that were told with music, and mm -hmm. I still do. All right, Next our second to last one. Dance of the Hours by Ponchielli. And this is from an opera. If yes. I, yeah. Um, it feels very operatic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though they're dancing ballet, mm -hmm. but well, I think like this might have been like the old style where you'd have like a ballet in the middle of it. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Yeah. Um, but just like everything about this felt like mm -hmm. an opera, mm -hmm. from the style of the characters to their movements to their attitudes mm -hmm. to the romance at the end, it was very much like oh, these are opera tropes. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the morning time because it's dance of the hours and you got some ostriches dancing ballet around and they got their shoes and they got it's such a good look. The bows and the little ribbon chokers. And then I love when she throws the fruit at their faces mm -hmm. and one girl swallows a whole pineapple. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's some goals. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Okay. Um. <laughs> And then it's the afternoon and you get the hippos. Yes, the hippos come next. Um, okay, question on the hippos for you. Did the hippos feel like blackface at all to you? No. Towards the end, I was like, oh, their lips are white. But that may have just been the dramatic lighting. It was just me. I think it was. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, oh, oh. No, I understand. I'm no, like on guard for it now. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, this night has been a lot of racist tropes. <laughs> Would they have been allowed to be the romantic light pairing, though? Who knows? Maybe. Well, I mean, because, well, then, well, the alligator's name is Ben Ali Gator. So, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, and then so, so Twilight, you get the elephants, and one yes. of, they make themselves their bubble tutus, which is adorable. Yes, the bu dancing with the bubbles is so beautiful and mm -hmm. so fun. And, um, you know, getting ready for Dumbo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you got the alligators coming in at the night, and the, the head alligator's like, holy cow, look at that hippo. She's so beautiful. I love my curvy wife. It's not even the head alligator at first. It's, like, his men? Oh, yeah, or, like... Um, are they alligators? They're, they're officially alligators, right? Mm -hmm. I wrote Capo Crocodile in my notes because they felt very mafia to me. I'm on a mafia kick tonight, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so his friends see it, see the hippo, and he's mm -hmm. like, nah, this is my curvy mm -hmm. wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is very much where I was like, yeah, this is an opera-style courtship where she's like, oh, no, you're so scary, mm, but so sexy. Mm -hmm. Everyone chase me around for a bit. Um, but I'll give you the eyes. Yes, she does give him the eyes. The a other lot. animals do not give the eyes. Yes. And it is uncomfortable. Yes. That's also very operatic. The yeah. conquering thing is like very opera. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> 
but the animation here is fun, mm-hmm. and... This one, this, like, I, I called them the serious symphonies earlier. This one is silly. This one is very much a silly symphony. You still see a lot of that more detailed articulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the ostrich's legs are rigid. Mm-hmm. They don't bend, um... They may in some of, like, the plies and moments. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they're articulated. They're not mm-hmm. wibbly, which is, yeah. you know, a nice upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. This one's fun and silly and uncomfortable, but fun and silly. Mm-hmm. And the end. Night on Bald Mountain by um, Musorsky. Musorgsky? Ski? Musorgsky. <laughs> Musorgsky. <laughs> Slash Ave Maria Schubert. Yes. And so you start out with Night on Bald Mountain, get the scary dude, and g-g-g-ghosts! And the effects they did with the ghosts was so cool. So good. Also, the sky has this really cool water ripple effect Mm -hmm. going on, and I'm like, you did actual water for that. Mm-hmm. You put water on glass for that one. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. All, they also did a lot of um, good pans and punch in and punch mm-hmm. out on this, which was like you mm-hmm. could see that they're using that multiplane. Yeah, camera. Oh, so good. Um, I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed to watch this scene as a child because it's all demonic. That's um, true. Which made me really sad when I watched it as an adult because I was like, no, it ends with like the demonic being pushed away by mm-hmm. the saintly, which I thought was, like, really mm-hmm. beautiful, and I was really sad that I was deprived of it. But I love the art of the Bald Mountain segment. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt very William Blake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever, like, looked at William Blake's um, etchings, I think is mm-hmm. the right word, but they're gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, they're gorgeous isn't the right word. They're terrible and beautiful at the same time. I don't know. I'm not a super big fan of a lot of his work, but... Um, it felt a lot like his mm-hmm. stuff, and it's, you know, dealing with the same kind of themes that and, he deals with. And then it dissolves straight into, you get a candlelight procession, mm-hmm. and then the Ave Maria comes on, and I saw in the credits that there were special words to it, because it didn't sound like the regular Hail Mary. Mm. But that would kind of make sense, because 1940, you still get some pretty mad Catholic, anti-Catholic sentiment going on. Yeah. And you probably don't want to be too religious either, so I don't know. I don't know, they're pretty religious. (laughs) I don't know, yeah. The bridge they cross, um, Mm -hmm. its pillars are designed to look like a cathedral window. And, and then the trees are mm-hmm. designed to look like cathedral. And, and like, the the candle effects look like it would be in stained glass. Mm-hmm. And the, I love the ripple effect on the water reflected on the bridge. And I think it's the same effect that they used on Snow White in the well. And it turns out I read that they used, like, shellac to paint it on and did it that way. Yeah. It looks so good. And then you get the light, the literal light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Very, very gorgeous. And I feel like, so now that we've kind of talked about each one as a whole, I think it's interesting that we end with this. We talked about, like, we talked about in Snow White, like, we end with that shot of heaven. Mm-hmm. And you kind of do the same thing in Pinocchio. You do that, like, mm-hmm. zooming into the stars and mm-hmm. the blue fairy, who's, like, basically God mm-hmm. um, for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And we end with this, like, final shot of heaven, but it also mirrors a lot of the abstract art at the beginning. Like, yeah. you had the golden mountains in the abstraction mm-hmm. that turned into the arches that were cathedral arches. And then you had the halo lights. And it's interesting to see, like, if you look at Fantasia as a whole, it's very much a creation story. Like, it opens with, like, abstraction and nothingness in heaven. And we kind of go into a, um, 
And then the Nutcracker is next, which is all flowers and animals, nothing especially. And then fairies, which are causing nature and the very, very beginnings of the season. Um, and Sorcerer's Apprentice is like an odd break. Um, but it is an interesting introduction of magic. Mm-hmm. And you see Mickey like moving water and heavens. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing really else until we get to the creation and evolution. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really, I just think it's really interesting. And then we go yeah. into Greek mythology, which is like the earliest mm-hmm. sort of civilization in Western like mm-hmm. history that we discuss in Western history. Mm-hmm. Not the first civilization by any means. Um, but for them to start their story there and then mm-hmm. go into like a more modern story. Yeah. I just think it's a really interesting um, journey as a whole. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah. So you said that you thought you knew my favorite before. We I was going to guess it was Sorcerer's Apprentice, but that's just because you Disney bounded from it. And as soon as I said that, I was like, well, wait, you also went Disney bound. The Dance ostriches, the so yeah. that would be my second guess for your favorite. Ba- pastoral symphony. Pastoral symphony is your yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. Guess mine. Um, Night on Bald Mountain. Mm, you know what? I think, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I love everything. Mm-hmm. The one thing, okay, I have to say this. I should have said this when we were talking mm-hmm. just about Night on Bald Mountain. But the one thing I don't like about Night on Bald Mountain is that you start in a city and the... Satan character, Chern- Chernabog, mm-hmm. corrupts the city, mm-hmm. and then the saints take that holiness mm-hmm. and leave the city and mm-hmm. go into the trees, and then mm-hmm. the trees sort of make the gates of heaven. Yeah. That bothers me, like, yeah, on a social level. Like, mm-hmm. you should never take something sacred and remove it from society. Um, it also bothers me on a theological level. Like, yeah. the Bible like, begins with a garden and ends with a city and remaking the world and civilization. Well, like, and it's I don't like, know. We're, we're designed to be, humans are designed to be yeah. interdependent. Yeah, and like, we're meant to create society. We're meant to have houses and towns, and sometimes that means having a nightlife. Mm-hmm. We also didn't talk about the nipples. <laughs> That's right, yeah, the Pastoral Symphony, nobody had nipples. Night on Bald Mountain, everybody did. <laughs> Which is probably, you know, like, up to the discretion of, like, the designers and the animators working on it. But we thought that that was an interesting... Because we were talking about it during. We're like, yeah. where are her nipples? Where are his nipples? Oh, she's got nipples. He's got nipples. <laughs> but yeah, I think, this, I think this film is amazing as mm-hmm. a whole piece. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't think I would feel that way. I was like, oh, I'm going to love some of the pieces and then dislike some of them. Yeah. And, like, racism aside, mm-hmm. the whole film is beautiful. Um... And I really like it as one overarching story yeah. as much as I like the short stories yeah, within it. I like that. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, it's always, you know, it's going to always be like probably in my top 10. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The problem is I love so many Disney movies. I don't yeah, know if this would quite make too. top 10. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the top 10 are probably like eight princess movies. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of other movies that I love that aren't princess movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be like probably gonna end up with more than 10 in my top 10 like as we go along you know oh, right like- <laughs> right yeah whoever's gonna be the person who like transcribes our episodes oh, someday we'll just have to control f top 10 yeah <laughs> and, like how many times have we said this is my top 10 and I, I one thing i took note of in all of them too is i really liked watching the way that they animated water and mm-hmm. fire and bubbles <laughs> bubbles are gorgeous i did not like the fire animation i 
like it definitely got better like it will get better as it goes on but it was interesting like in the way that it was articulated it felt jarring there was so much beautiful pieces and then the fire was very very um one-dimensional yeah i kind of liked it Oh, I really, it was too yeah. jarring. Well, and but, then it, by the end of Night at Bond Mountain, you get, like, what I thought of as, like, the Sleeping Beauty fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Night on Bond Mountain, I love the fire there, but mm-hmm. it's stylized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. So, I think we'll talk about Sleeping Beauty being, like, mm-hmm. stylized mm-hmm. when we get there. Um, but Bald Mountain is very stylized because mm-hmm. you're not relying on human the mm-hmm. same way you are with something like Snow White. Yeah. Or Cinderella or Pinocchio. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I like... Like I said, I liked all the bubbles, too. The bubbles are gorgeous. Bubbles mm-hmm. are amazing. And they're in a lot of them. A lot of them have bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so many bubbles. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like this movie. <laughs> I'm glad that I... I was worried, like, after we finished Pinocchio, I was like, oh, no, are there going to be, like, a lot of movies I don't like? I don't want to do this podcast if I end every episode with, like, yeah, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I do like this one um, a lot, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to like the next one a lot. Yep. The next up, we've got Dumbo! Dumbo! And we're going to pair, and the short we're going to pair it with is The Wise Little Hen, um, which is the first appearance of Donald Duck. Yay! I'm excited to see Donald Duck (laughs) and my boy Dumbo, and my boy Timothy. Yes. I love Timothy. Yes. And to cry. Timothy's not in the trailer for the live action movie, and I'm really upset about it. If you replace my beautiful mouse boy Timothy with real life children, I'm not gonna be happy. Who's happy with Tim Burton in the year of our Lord 2018? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so catch us next time. We'll start off with the wise little, wise little hen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll watch Dumbo. It'll be great. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Drawn Out Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can catch me individually at Brooke Mimi. Um, and I am on both of those, Twitter and Instagram as Chaser Tiff. You can also email us, drawnoutcast at gmail.com. I don't know why you'd email us but like we have an email if you have if you have something to say you know yeah we're open to that you could i mean you can always tweet at us um what you think about a movie um because who doesn't want to keep talking about disney movies this Mm -hmm. podcast would be like six hours every episode Mm -hmm. um we'd compete with critical role (laughs) if we could talk as long as we wanted to But yeah, uh, you can email us your thoughts while we're like, we, it came up today. So mm-hmm. like, if you think we should do the um, animated over live cell mm-hmm. films, let us know. Should we yeah. do Mary Poppins, Pete's Dragon? Yeah, we have we have a lot of films that we've marked as optional on our spreadsheet. And as those get closer, we'll let you guys know and tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. We'll run polls on the Twitter and all that jazz when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, next time, Dumbo and The Wise Little Hen. And thank you to Brooke for letting us use her space to record for a third time in a row. Um, Is that music in the background also, Noah? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're hearing piano notes in the background, it's because Noah is playing piano at midnight. We're recording at midnight, so we can't really judge. (laughs) Nope, we can't. All right. All right. uh, Have a wonderful day, month, year, lifetime. Uh, until next week. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> we'll come up with a better sign <laughs> eventually. We will. 
Okay, uh, Chase and Brooke here recording an addendum to our episode. <laughs> um, so we finished Fantasia last week and then went home and discovered that Fantasia is heavily censored and we hadn't realized when we initially recorded that. We uh, had not. No. I, I had no idea. It just kind of came up on my YouTube feed and oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really glad we found it. Um, so we just kind of wanted to touch on that and talk about that a little bit. Um, so if you haven't seen the uncensored Fantasia. Um, it's um, the Pastoral Symphony. Um, it's actually very easy to find if you just Google like uncensored Fantasia on YouTube. It's like the first video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not hard to find. And it is incredibly racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you looked into some of the history of when it was censored. and Yeah, Fantasia was released in 1940 and then starting in 1969 they um, decided to edit out the characters um, that I don't know if these are official names or if they're fan names. Some Flower and Otika, they've got their little servant centurettes, and oh my gosh, the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, they are drawn um, the way that like characters were drawn. Mm-hmm. Well, not entirely, um, but so anyway, they're drawn with their large braids sticking out over their head, bows on the ends, and I've got the, the lips. The lips that look very minstrelly, um, and they're running around as servants to Dionysus and the Lady Centaurs. Mm-hmm. Very uh, uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in a modern perspective. Um, but I don't want to say this way all black characters are wrong, because we did talk about the zebras, centaur mm-hmm. ladies. Mm-hmm. Who are less stereotypical, and also we noticed lighter yes. than, than sunflower. So that was interesting yeah. to make that sort of like, oh, okay. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but we just wanted to touch on that. We are aware of it. Yeah, we're aware of it. Um, we went and watched it, and it's not great. Mm-mm. And I mean, so them censoring in 1969 is not unheard of. Warner Brothers went and censored a bunch of theirs in 68, um, you know, right after the whole civil rights movement. So Hollywood finally did something. So just curious. I mean, I know we're both white, but... How do you feel about censorship um, for reasons like this? And, like, this doesn't just include race, though. Things are mm-hmm. censored for violence or suicide or yeah. whatever. I think in um, in terms of, like, censoring, like, racist stereotypes, I, I kind of get, like, why Warner Brothers shows the, those cartoons in their original forums with the, with the, um, with the caveat, this wasn't okay then, but... And it wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now. And but here's how it was originally. Like you, you know, kind of like we have to remember that we're coming from a bad place. Yeah. But at the same time, it's sometimes good. Like in the context, I'm glad I didn't see that as a kid because you know it's not something that should be there. Yeah, I think and it's something that shouldn't have been there in the first place. I think and I'm that- glad I didn't know about it until now. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense too, especially in like thinking about things as children's media. We censor and regulate children's media all the time because it's so formative. Mm-hmm. I think I wish we were in a time period where we didn't have to preface it in that same way of like, hey, people used to think it was bad. I wish we were all in a place where like, ooh, that's really bad, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think you make a really good point that like formative things for children, Yeah, we do need to censor and be careful with what we show them. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. Um, and with that, um, we're going to actually go record our next episode right now. Um, so from the perspective of this recording, we'll see you next week. From our perspective, we'll see you in, like, 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye.
This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.